Hey, security peeps. We are live with another edition of Breaking Into Cybersecurity. I am Renee Small, cybersecurity super recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. And this is Resume Hacking Week. We are here with wonderful, awesome people looking to break into the industry or looking to just upgrade their resumes for the new year. Um, so we'll go around the horn. Dan, Dr. Dan is here to help. Uh, Dan Schaefer, of Peak Performance Strategies. Uh, I'm a business and sports psychologist. I take psychology into the workplace. And I look with for stuff that's invisible. It gets in people's way of getting where they want to go. Renee and I have been working together with this for a long time and also with this program since probably about eight months now. So in any event, it's fun. I'm glad everybody's here and welcome. Awesome. I am going to go to the woman who put this all together, Naomi Buckwalter. And Renee, you executed so well. Thank you so much for your help here. And hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is week day three of Resume Week. So let's go. 10 people hired in January. That's the goal. InfoSec hires. Brandon Keith, our guest for today. Happy to be here. Been working in cybersecurity for the better half of the, the last decade. Well, actually, the entire decade. So happy to be here, share some insights and thoughts. Excellent. And Mohammed is our first guest for today. So Mohammed, I'm going to put you on the big screen so you can tell everybody all about yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Mohammed Shazad. Uh, I'm the I'm the first person who's uh, today to, who's trying to get into cybersecurity. Uh, I have a background in IT for the past 10 years. I've been working in IT. But for the past uh, couple of years or three years, you could say, I have an interest in cybersecurity. And I've been, uh, I have initially, I've done my master's in cybersecurity. I had a bachelor's in computer systems as well. So I, I jump on to master. I did, uh, I finished my master's last uh, in 2019, actually end of 2019 from Syracuse. And last year I started doing some CTFs. I'm on uh, try hack me. Uh, I'm on uh, uh, hack the box. I went up to the hacker level at least on both of those platforms, and I'm trying to hone my skills towards cyber uh, and do my research as as I go. But I'm looking to, uh, for for my first opening to get into my cybersecurity job. So my goal is to be a cybersecurity analyst at the end. Excellent. So Naomi has your resume up. Before we get started, Ben says, good morning. Good morning, Ben. Good to see you here. All right. Who wants to get started first? We usually give it to the guests first, right? Brandon? <laughs> Brandon, you want to be the first one to, to review? Sure. <laughs> So right now you're working in, seems like you're doing a lot with uh, networking and systems administration right now. I like that you're doing uh, stuff on TryHackMe. It looks like you have a MS or you're working more than 10 years. Yep, MS in cybersecurity, CEH, good. So, and you're looking for to transition into that security analyst position. So have you been applying to different places? Have you looked for opportunities within your own current company for that? Or are you kind of just setting everything up to go out and start to make that transition? So pretty much off the boat. Uh, and I, have, I actually had a few interviews as well, but uh, it's hard to justify what I'm looking for, like how to justify on my experience in the security field. Like I have a lot of experience in networking side, uh, but I mean, I work on the firewalls and everything, but when it comes to cybersecurity, it's a totally different thing. I mean, so that's where guys, I, I get stuck at that I can't justify my experience. Well, and I guess that the one thing you have to think about is everything you do uh, builds, like your experience is a credential like anything else. And even though you might not think of working on a firewall or configuring that as security experience, it really is because that's a part of what you're doing that relates to cybersecurity. 
and you can look at different job roles and say, hey, I've done, I may not have the position of a cybersecurity person, but I have experience in things I would do in this cybersecurity job role. And I want to formalize that and move into that. Um, so that's one way to kind of get around it. Um, because there's a lot of people who may do cybersecurity functions, but may not work in that role. I want to add that um, I would like to add that I think that you have a really, really, really nice resume. Um, from what I can see at the top, like all of this experience to Brandon's point is cybersecurity very transferable um, and you're likely doing a lot of this. I mean, there's some comments here. JJ even says, you know, you know how to manage a network. I'm sure you can manage a network securely. So you're already doing this stuff. Um, it's really just kind of fleshing out your role to Brenda's point to show the things that you're doing that align to security. So anything that you are doing in any of these jobs, and I know you probably did it as an infrastructure analyst, you're probably doing it right now as an in network integration lead. I mean, and you were in a knock, which just is like one step, half a step away from a sock. So all of the work that you're already doing, you know, what what I would likely do, you know, you could take some of your projects from your cybersecurity master's degree and create a section right between the career summary and the experience highlighting the projects. So right above experience, you may want to put cybersecurity related projects and then highlight some of the, all the work that you did um, in the cybersecurity degree. And you could probably, when you start to think about this stuff, um, and you start to think about the so these technical pro papers that you have here, the biometric authentication for automobiles, the malware anomaly detection, like this stuff, I would take each one, create a two sentence line around like what you did for each paper, like the research or the actual whatever you did, what tools you use, like make sure to call out the tools, make sure to um to include like write it almost write it like a job just like like how you're writing your what you've been doing in your current jobs so write it as like a mini job or a mini project and i would take that and i would put it right at the top um and make it like cybersecurity projects and experience and you can even put your education right above the experience with that um because it will draw people's attention to the fact that oh this person is in security he, he has worked on security projects you know, it kind of pops as soon as you see it um, on the page. And then everything else, I, I mean, so far what I'm, I'm looking at, I wouldn't change anything else. I mean, you have all of this, you have excellent work. Look at all the stuff that you're doing down here and the certifications and publication stuff. Um, wait, there are your projects down there. Yeah, take the projects. That's, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> take the projects and put top. them at the top. Yeah, you have to move that stuff to the top. Because what happens is people do stuff at a first glance. And if they don't, if it's not immediate, they might not even make it all the way down to the bottom of the second page. Like the bottom of the second page is, you know, footnotes and stuff, interests. And just, it's like, oh, I already love this resume. Okay, now let me scan down to the bottom of the second page. So take your projects, put them all the way at the top. Um, use attack, all the hack the box stuff that you did. Um, that's all I would do. I would just rearrange it. I would take the projects. Let me, can you um, pause right there? Home laboratory. I mean, those, those are not the university projects, but everything. It's fine. So you can write related coursework and university and projects. I mean, it doesn't matter where you got the experience. It's just that you have it. Um, and then when you get in the, in the, in the interview, that's when you explain, oh, we had this for university. We had the, you know, I did these, these on my own. Um, I mean, we don't care. Naomi, do you care where the experience came from? You don't care. You just <laughs> want to see. It's even more impressive when you do it on your own. When you do it on your own. It's even more impressive than school. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's the only thing I would do. I think everything else looks fantastic. I want to hear from Dr. Dan. Um, Dan, Dr. Dan, what do you think of Muhammad's idea that he isn't already a security analyst? Like to me, he already is. He is. Uh, Something it, in his head is telling him that he's not. Well, what do you, you think? You know what it is? Is It's that, and Renee and I have talked about this for a long time, is that unconscious competence uh, 
when you do stuff automatically uh, without thinking about it, uh, you just don't really realize what you're doing well. So looking at all the things you've done here, it's how you, uh, how you translate this when you're speaking to somebody. But at some point in time, you're going to have to get in front of somebody and speak to them about this. And putting that in a context that it's understandable to them. Uh, also, you know, we've talked about a competency model. A lot of the companies I work with never have a competency model. Here's what we need somebody to do. And if someone is on this call and wants to email me, I will send him Hewlett Packard's competency model for senior executives right underneath Carly Fiorina. And it, will am- it will amaze you. There you are, Renee. It will amaze you about the things that uh, that that you do that you don't even realize and notice. So I, I agree with you. You have to get this stuff up where somebody can see it uh, and and pick up on the pick up on the pieces that are important. But what's important to them? What are they? What do you think they're looking for? What do they need to take back to the person who sent them out to interview you? That's going to make you memorable here. But I think to come back to what Naomi said is when you're doing stuff independently on yourself, that that's an entrepreneurial thought process that sometimes uh, is extraordinarily valuable to a company and it's hard for them to see it. So that's, I, I think you've got a lot of stuff going on that you might not even be aware of. He, he does. I, I agree. I think he's already a security person. I mean, everyone everyone sees it except you, Muhammad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my the way I'm looking at stuff is different, but I have to, you know, start looking the way I uh, you you guys are, you know, translating too. I think Muhammad, I think you have to talk to yourself differently. Yes. A lot of what I work with individuals is how they talk to themselves. What you hear, what does Mohammed hear Mohammed saying to Mohammed when Mohammed overhears Mohammed speaking to Mohammed? You know, right. but it's it's uh it's interesting to, to look to look at that. So I'm gonna pull think, up. Go ahead, Mohammed. Uh, I mean, t- first first of all, thank you thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate that. Uh, I mean, get, this gives me in more confidence in terms of applying to more jobs aligning to what I'm looking for. Uh, and plus, I mean, I'll, I'm going to make those adjustments and starting today, I mean, I'm gonna, just going to start applying to the jobs again because I've been applying to the jobs, but each time they will look at my resume and they'll send me back that they found somebody else. So, I mean, I, was, I wasn't a feeling that, I mean, there's something wrong in my resume. No, your resume is fine. You just got to rearrange the content. JJ says, dude, your CV is great. Network more and get out there. Um, Mehmet says. Just, just very quick, you know, we've been talking about, you know, people talk about a 30-second elevator pitch. You're going to talk to somebody. You really only have six seconds to get somebody, get to get shelf space in somebody's mind so that they think about you and think differently. So it's how, how do you do that? That's what we can help you with. So JJ said, um, adding the security mindset on your resume, you, on your already already formidable skill set. So, um, you know, you you have this. You have the experience. Definitely move forward, friend. You got this. Manette actually has some jobs. Um, there is. Take this down iherb.jobs iherb.jobs you can come you can go back and record i mean this is all recorded oh, yeah. so it's going to be on youtube it's going to be on on my linkedin feed um for anybody so um Mehmet also says we all scan the first page so it's all about the first page i'm glad somebody else is talking <laughs> in and saying that you know the second fa- the second page is for people with years and years and you know it's it's a nice add on but that first page is like boom that's what has to stand out um and Mehmet also says you know you're qualified for sure so right. um just, definitely just want to add one more thing uh Go ahead. so this this is like the 15th version of my resume so i've changed it like so many times yeah. And I, I tried to make it uh, a template. So if I had to adjust something, it should be really quick. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand and I, I get it because people, everyone has different um, 
recommendations. Um, you know, and I, I'm assuming Mehmet is either a recruiter or a, a hiring person, probably a recruiter. But, you know, for the people who like us who see literally thousands, like yesterday, I think I looked at a hundred and something LinkedIn profiles and in, in a very short period of time. It was like boom, 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 boom. Like we know what we're looking for. It's kind of like you and your network admin job. Like when you're in it, you don't have to think anymore to Dan's point. It's unconscious competence. We know what we're looking for. We see it, boom. We don't have to like scan and read and go down a list. We're looking for like very specific things. And you want to catch our eye in the six seconds. You want you want us to look down and see, boom, cybersecurity projects, see the keywords, see, you know, like we, we immediate wanna, immediately want to see that this person is a cybersecurity professional or budding cybersecurity professional. So you have all that. You just got to kind of rearrange it. So you take the projects and you put it up top. That's the only thing I would do with your resume. Everyone here, including we're all saying that, you know, um, the same thing. If we aren't hooked, we may not go to page two or even to the bottom of the page. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mob, what I what I think is is that you know some people will say to me, I want somebody to say, I want to hire you. My thought is, I want them to say, I don't want to not hire this guy. Different message delivered differently with different language, but it has to do with when you put it up, uh, how you play that all out. But that comes from you. Yeah. And so, since you only have a very short period of time when you're talking to somebody. Uh, you want to put that language together so that you pick up the things that are really positive that people are looking for. Tons of comments here at, for you, at, Mohammed. At, at this point, I mean, the only person at fault is me. So uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll try to see it a different outlook and uh, try to uh, make important points before get to an interview. Uh, yeah. And and make make the adjustment on the on my resume so that they they see uh, the projects first, then you know, especially the one related to you know the security space. Mm-hmm. For sure. So Mohammed JJ wants you to connect with him. Yeah, you can. Uh, actually, I'm already connected with him. Oh well, hit hit him up. Reach out. Yeah. Um, John says mindset plays such a big role. It's so easy to lose confidence. So think positively about yourself, which is what Dan is saying. It's how you talking to yourself. And hey, Mohammed, also try to see if you can do some job shadowing with the InfoSec group with your current employer. This is very helpful. I always recommend that. So that's a really, really, really good point that Omar is making here. And then um, Solomon said, you got it. You should, you should accept it. So you're good, my friend. We're going to bring on Andy next. Thank you very much for your time, guys. You're Take welcome. Care. Go get him, Mohammed. Go get him. All right. I liked him. He's awesome. Andy, hello. Excellent. How are you? Hi, Andy. I'm doing well. How are you? Tell us about yourself, Andy. Uh, So my name is Andy Mills. Uh, I'm working full-time as an information security analyst and part-time as a junior system administrator while working on uh, my master's in cybersecurity and information insurance. Cool. And I'm looking to try to move into a cloud security role. Awesome. All right. So this is the top of his resume. Okay. Okay. Uh, scroll down, please. And you're looking to get into a cloud security role. Are you doing any cloud security right now? Uh, I, do, I do some with uh, the junior system administrator position. Uh, it's using the, the Office 365 tools. Uh, a defender for endpoint, uh, summon Azure AD. Okay. Scroll down, Naomi. So I'm just jumping in right here. I'd like to see some numbers. Uh, you know, you, you clearly did a lot of great things. I would love to see the number of things that you supported, like how many instances, how many servers, how many different subnets, like give me some metrics here that I can say, wow, this guy uh, did so much with his, with his skills and with his time. And he's able to manage like the same exact size environment that we have. <laughs> and they'll be able to see like, oh, this guy would be perfect for our environment. 
um, just by throwing in some numbers and some metrics, if you know what I mean here, like how many servers, uh, you know, all the all IPs, like all that kind of stuff with the infrastructure, you should be able to put that in there. Is that three pages? No, that's just two, right? It's like yeah. one and a half. One and a half, okay, excellent. Okay, cool. Um, and experiences from, scroll down again, Oops, 2020 down. and 2017. So um, Andy, you probably heard this, me say this before, I like, I would like it to be one page, but I'm okay with a page and a half. Um, but what, to add on to what Naomi was saying, um, scroll up, <laughs> JJ is hilarious. JJ said he has a beard, hire him. <laughs> Not ginger though. You got to diet. <laughs> got to diet. Oh, gosh. Okay, so uh, scroll up again. Scroll up. So this is the area where I want everybody to focus on right here, right by education, under your summary. So your summary is um, telling us that you're an IT professional with four years of experience and stuff. So I would like you to put in here, you know, secu uh, cloud security you know, that's what you want to say. Cloud security professional. Um, and you could talk about your cert. You can talk about whatever you did, you know, but your first line here should be cloud security stuff because you're looking to do cloud security. Um, I would, do you have any, okay, so you have your AWS developer associate um, cert here. You have your AWS sysop admin cert. You have your AWS solutions architect cert. I would, um, I would take those certs and I would put them into career summary. So cloud security professional with AWS developer cert, you know, AWS sysop, AWS solutions architect, like all of that, that should be in your career summary. Right underneath your career summary, um, I would um, highlight um, your experience with the cloud security work first. Um, and the reason why I say that is because you want people to look at your role as a cloud security. So the, there's a couple things that are catching my eye with this resume that is a tad bit confusing. I know why, because you just explained it. You're working part-time at one place and you're working full-time at another place. But the, at, at immediate first glance, it's like, wait a minute, he's here from 2017 to current. He's there from 2020 to current. He's an InfoSec analyst, but then he's a sysadmin. You know, like it's very, when you first kind of glance at it, you're trying to make sense of what's going on. Um, so I would take the cloud security stuff to so put the sysadmin stuff. So underneath career summary and underneath, um, I think I want to keep the education up top since you're getting it now. Um, underneath education, um, so right, right where Naomi's, um, right, right there above certifications, I would stick my experience up there. So I would pepper in the certifications in the career summary so people can see like this is what you have going on. So the AWS, all that should be like your very first line. Cloud security professional with AWS, bing, 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 bing. like put them all in there. And then um, right underneath education. So between education and certifications, I would take that sysadmin job that you have that you're doing all that cloud security work in and I would put that one up top. So the, scroll down Naomi. So the union college job, junior sysadmin and all the security. So right, M365 cloud security stuff. I would pepper in again, any other, any tools that you're using, anything that you're using um, related to cloud, I would put that in that union college job and then pop that up to the top and then the cybersecurity analyst job underneath it. Um, and so, and you can even put part-time or something there. So it kind of, people kind of get like, okay, this person has two jobs and this is what you're doing. And you're also in school. So that helps too. So people, you know, when, when we see it, we're like, oh, He's in school, he graduates in 2021, he's working this job, he's working this other part-time. Like it, it makes sense. Again, it's just a rearranging so that we see that as the first thing at the very top of the resume. Renee, does, does the word fractional play into any of these resumes? Because a lot of people are using fractional CFOs, fractional no. IT people, you know, part, rather than part-time. Um, I don't think so at this level. Okay. Um. You know, fractional CFOs, yes, that makes sense in the virtual CISOs and ver fractional things like that. But at this level, 
I think it's okay to be part-time because he's still in school. Okay. Um, so that's what I would do with this resume, but it looks really good. Um, and I don't, I don't think there's a way to squeeze. It, it would be awesome if you could get it to one page. Um, but I'm not overly concerned with that because it's like a little bit over one page. And the, the stuff that falls to the bottom, like when you rearrange it, your desktop support stuff, your help desk will kind of be towards the bottom, which is fine. Because we, you know, we care more about, it's not that we don't care about it, but we really, really care about the cloud experience because that's the experience that you're going for now. Brandon, you wanna add anything? No, I, I think everything you said, Renee, is is spot on. For for me, it's just I think your career summary just needs to be more clear about what you're seeking and how your experience relates to it. Um, because just looking at your career summary, I would not guess that you were applying or looking for a cloud position, right? So if I had a cloud position open and I was reading that, I would I would be a little bit okay. Uh, so I, I kind of want to see that up front. And like Renee said, put all of that AWS and cloud experience right away. Like that's, that's what I want to see. Dan? No, I, I just think it's the communication piece, how you get that out to people, how you identify what you do well, and how you put it in. I think Renee said it before, you got to catch them in the very beginning. It comes back to, I'll repeat myself, not that we want to hire Andy. It says we don't want to not hire Andy with all the stuff you have going on. Uh, that would have a lot of meaning to people, I believe. Andy, any questions? Uh, I just have one. If, if I were to do uh, hard to create videos and blogs over uh, AWS Labs, uh, would that be beneficial? And where would I add it in addition? 100% absolutely um, I would put that right first you want to create a and you may already have this but we're trying to not showcase anybody's information at the top of their resume um, but a link to your LinkedIn profile a link to your um, whatever your blog is you know then that could be in your career summary cloud security professional with four year, you know cloud security with these certs uh, four years of experience in IT create, you know, blog, blog host, whatever you want to say, uh, and, and put the link to your, to your blog or to your vlog so that people can see that and they can go there and they can check out more of what you have, what you're doing. Um, but all of that to Naomi's point, she, she talked about it yesterday, making it a three dimensional resume. So, you know, this is the flat, this is what we're reading, but then they click into it. They see the other stuff you're doing They click on your LinkedIn profile. They see all the videos, they give you, you know, so all of that is very, very um, helpful to a leader that sees it and says, oh, well, this person, not only are they doing it in their current job or their budding person, you know, like they know that you don't have a ton of experience, but it's like, oh, this person has enough. This is what they're doing um, on a day to day. And they're doing enough of it to be able to record it and put it out there for other people to see. That's impressive. Yeah, and Andy, you'll find something interesting. When you start putting yourself out there and people start seeing who you are, you'll get recruiters to come to you. So no longer do you have to apply to jobs. The, the Literally, recruiters will be like, I saw you on YouTube. I love you. I want to see your resume. Can you apply to this job? Like that is literally the best way of getting a job. You don't want to apply. You want a recruiter to come to you. I think we're good. Couple different comments coming through here. Andy, any more questions? I'm gonna go through some comments. Um, uh, no, that was it. Thank you all. Yeah, Macman, I think he was saying this about the other one, but you really gotta keep tweaking the resumes until you make it. I did it and I made it. Having, ma having resources who can give you day-to-day -day activities of their role will help you align your resume major. Um, and then he also says he loves this new approach. So, we love it too. It's for this week. <laughs> we may have to make this a consistent thing because it's very popular, this resume review thing, uh, once a week or something. Um, okay, cool. So Andy, are you good? I'm good. Thank you all. You're welcome. Bye, Andy. Bye. Bye, Andy. Bye, Andy. All right. Next up is Hannah. Hi, Hi how Hannah. are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me here today. 
Absolutely. So tell us about yourself, Hannah, while we get your resume up. Sure. Okay, so I just graduated this past summer with my bachelor's in computer science, and now I'm in a master's program at NYU going for cybersecurity. And I also work at Teladoc Health part-time as an apprentice, and i constantly applying and applying, but I always apply to um, software engineering roles and cybersecurity roles, but for some reason, I always get rejected from the cybersecurity roles, and I always get into the software engineering roles, and that's not really what I want. And so I'd like you guys to help me with that. Sweet. All right. Now you're at my alma mater. So let's see what we have going on there. Now is your, um, how's career services helping out at NYU? They had a phenomenal career services when I was there eons ago. (laughs) Not eons, you're young and beautiful. (laughs) Dan knows when I was there. (laughs) Come on, Renee. Uh, no, they are pretty good, but those are the ones that I've been getting um, software engineering roles from, but not cybersecurity roles. Not cybersecurity. Okay, cool. All right, let's see. Um, okay, so you had the related coursework that I always talk about. Good stuff. Um, okay, scroll down, Naomi. The computer science. Security engineering apprentice. So you're saying you're applying to both software engineering and cyber, but you really don't care as much for the software. Are, are you getting any feedback at all from the cybersecurity uh, applications? Are you hearing back from the hiring managers, recruiters? Um, no. So one um, one position actually that I actually just decided to just take them for the summer. Um, I'm actually going for a software engineering internship in the summer, but um, I asked them to transfer them to the cybersecurity team and they said, oh, it's all full. Mm. So, yeah, that's the only feedback I got. Other than that, I just got like the basic rejection email. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, hmm. Well, you know, you can always spin this to your advantage. You got into tech. Like that is a great foothold no matter what. I started in software. I pivoted into application security. So there is a way in. And the fact that you have now a company that has an internal security team, that's perfect for you to be like, hey, hiring manager of that team, let me join your team. Let me join your team. And just be like in their purview, in their face, kind of like in their mind. So when they do have an opening, be like, you know, Hannah is, she would be great on our team, you know. Totally. Anna, what can you what can you bring into that environment that they don't have right now? Which environment you're saying? I actually don't have much experience in cybersecurity, so I'm looking for more entry level internship roles because I just started this past semester in my master's program. So hey. and it's part time. So I'm looking for more of a training in cybersecurity rather than a a real job. <laughs> No, you're looking for a real job. (laughs) All right. So a couple comments that are coming through and then I'll give um, Brandon a shot. So let's see. John says, which is what Naomi says, software engineers with cyber perspective are always in demand. And he is absolutely right. I just filled the role maybe three months ago and they were looking for, I mean, the person was more seasoned. they They had more years of experience, but they were looking for this exact background somebody who used to be a software engineer, they grew into security. It's like the area um, with the computer science degree, like, mm-hmm. so. And I, I have an idea for you, actually. So when you start the software engineering role, uh, <laughs> I want you to reach out to the application security team and just say, hey, I want to be an advocate for application security. What can I do? How can I bring security into my team for software? and spread the security knowledge. Like how do I help you guys security team and train or like your security requirements, architecture requirements, like how do I help my team do the security things that security team wants us to do? So you are now an advocate and a bridge between the application security team. We call it like security advocates, security champions, and you'd be just within the uh, software team. So do that, reach out to the security team and be like, how can I be an advocate? That's kind of what I'm doing now at Teladoc Health. As you can see, I started off as a software engineering intern, and then I'm still on the engineering team, not on the cybersecurity team even, because they don't really have one, but I am kind of the advocate type of thing that you just mentioned. Awesome. So Ozzy says here, 
Great advice, Naomi. Um, Ozzy also says, especially in application security, let me know if you have any questions on that. So Ozzy's great, yeah. Reach out to Ozzy. She's amazing. She just did mm -hmm. this. She just got in, I mean, applied to 400 jobs or something ridiculous like that. Macman <laughs> says, software engineer to AppSec. Um, everyone's saying this. I mean, this is, this is, this is the path. Um, I almost feel like you can't do AppSec without software. Like it's just impossible. Yeah, it kind of goes together. To yeah, there's no way. Clinton says, when I started out in cybersecurity, I volunteered my time and offered to help for free. This gets me in the door and at networking events virtually and physically physical events, seek out opportunities to present on the topic you're comfortable with and start from there to present yourself as an expert in that topic area. Start with SMEs, not for profits, etc. I agree with that, Clinton, 100%. Bruce says working with the security team to help them automate things will also help you get, get you involved and it will give you work experience that you can add to your resume, which is what she's doing. And Ozzy, they can be called security advocates, security champions, embedded engineers, all that good stuff. So the one thing I would say, Hannah, with your resume yeah. is I would want to minimize, not minimize, but I would rearrange I would take from the Toro College part, I would uh, write where the Sumo Logic certificate is. So Sumo Logic, ACM, Girl to Code member, Hour of Code leader, all of that, I would create a section at the very bottom of your resume and I would put interests. So if you don't have, okay, so yeah. So I would put interests so that your experience kind of, so you see your degree, current degree, prior degree, and an experience right underneath it so that your experience is kind of like a little bit higher up and then people will see that oh she has a security engineering apprentice spot um mm -hmm. it's just a it's just a an eyeball thing kind of that six seconds we look at the top part um and your top part is so heavy on education and i get it because you're literally still in school and just graduated mm -hmm. but i want you to showcase the security engineering apprentice role and so I want you to think about every single thing that you're doing in that, literally, in all your security projects, too, that you're doing for school, and flesh that part out. So I would be more, if you had to, I would drop um, the cloud research. If you needed to find, you know, figure out a way to find space, I, there's a couple different things that I might do. I would either drop the cloud research, um, you know, role. Uh, because from what I can see, it's not overly relevant to what you're doing. No, it's not what you want to do. So you could drop that off. Um, the New York, the the tech intern, I kind of like that. So I would keep that on. The software engineering intern, obviously, at Teladoc, I would keep all of that. But the security engineering apprentice, I would be fleshing that, like make that look like the biggest thing you have going on. Um, so that when people look at it, they're like, oh, she's doing all the security stuff under the security engineering apprentice role. Um, and then put projects in there. So the projects that you're working on for your degree, you could create instead of that related coursework, you could break that out into its own section, that related coursework section. So the computer networking, the information security and privacy, you can create a section. So all of the, so this, the part where you have um, Osiris Lab member, Society of Women Engineers, Society of His Parents, all of that should be all the way at the bottom in interests. So you could put, you know, volunteer slash interest slash something else. And then like, you could list all of those and it could be in one straight line with commas. It doesn't have to be like very, you know, bulleted to save space it, or, um, you know, like the pipe sign. It could be Society of Women in Tech, pipe and then everything else or commas or however way you want to put it um that kind of saves you space too and you don't need to put in that you attended the code so i'm looking right now at like girls who code member hour of code leader you don't need to kind of spell out what you did in each of those it's kind of understood you are a member you know it's understood um so that's what I would do just so you could break, so you could have more space to put in more of your cybersecurity projects. Um, couple like how many projects would you recommend I put on? Probably two. I don't think you need more than, you know, if you have three or four bullets, 
or three or four sentences um, when you're looking at when you're when you are um, fleshing it out, that's a good, you know, you, you, you definitely don't want to have more than one page because you're a brand new, you're a student. So it has to stay at one page. It's kind of like what you want to put in that one page and how you want to rearrange your content. So um, I would probably do two projects, maybe three. But if you flesh out the engineering apprentice and you flesh out the projects, then um, I would told, I think that in and of itself is going to start to get you more and more looks in the security space. Mm-hmm. A couple comments here. Any, anybody, uh, Brandon? Yeah, I guess one of the things I, I had kind of a question on your resume is application security. Is that the area in cybersecurity you want to work in specifically? Um, no, not specifically. Okay. Um, do you do you have kind of an idea of where in cybersecurity you want to be in or still not sure yet? I'm still not sure and I'm looking to look around to see what I prefer. I'm thinking of pen testing maybe, not really sure. Okay. Um so from from a security perspective, like your resume does scream development to me right. and I can see why looking at this someone who's looking for a developer would be like, oh, this would be great. And someone who's looking at security would look at this and they wouldn't be 100% sure, right? So if you're going for an application security job, what I've talked to other people who get into AppSec and one of the ways they get in is they start by contributing to like open source GitHub security projects, right? Because that's a way that they can use their programming skills or even build security tools and get security experience at the same time. If you're looking to do other areas of security, um, I think what may be not clear on here is some of the other stuff, like security analysts, you're looking at SIM, network security, some of those different skill sets. And I don't see necessarily that stuff laid out on the resume. It speaks more to that programming end, uh, which is closer to AppSec. So I think there's kind of an in-between here in where is the focus for uh, that position. I think that's why it might be a little confusing for when a security person is looking at it, they might not be 100% sure where the the end goal is. I see, but what exactly can I do to add more experience in that if I can't even start in the first place? <laughs> but you do have, I mean, you... Right, I guess I do. You, you do. Like everyone here is like, I don't have it. Like you, for your role, you have it. You have the experience, you have an, a, an internship. So whenever I get a phone call for interns in entry level and early career, people with zero to two years of formal experience, all the managers are looking for, and Naomi, correct me if I'm wrong, is somebody that has an education Sounds like they know what they're talking about. Demonstrated that they did a project or two and worked in an internship. Now, I remember going into my first internship knowing whatever they taught me in school. Like <laughs> the, the purpose of internships and apprenticeships and first jobs is to train to show you how to be a productive person that will eventually graduate into somebody that has two, three, four, five years experience. They don't expect you to know more than what you have going on right now. So I just want to reassure all of you, everybody that's here that keeps coming and you're like, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have it. You're not supposed to. If you had all that experience, you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be a brand new college graduate giving NYU all that money. <laughs> so, you know, you have it. Everything that you have here is what these people are looking for. It's just about rearranging it and then fleshing out some of the work that you've already done. Showcasing, like, when I talk to, sometimes I talk to high school students about creating resumes and college grads about creating resumes. And I ask them, what do you think is the most important thing? And they come up with all these things. I'm like, it's your education. The most important thing for you right now is the education that you're getting. And an internship, a little blip of an internship. That's all an entry level role. That's all they're really looking for. They're not looking for you to have a ton of experience. So the work that you're doing right now, it's truly just fleshing out that apprenticeship thing. Go look at um, an easy, easy hack to this. Go to some of those security positions that you've seen that you apply to. 
look at what they say they're looking for in terms of like responsibilities. So if it says, you know, we need a person to do A, B, C, D, right? If you've done any of that in your college, in your projects, lift that, um, that lift that, that, uh, that bullet, you know, make it your own and then put it in your resume. So easy, easy, easy hack. It's like reverse engineering resumes. I used to do this thing called resume in reverse, which I'll probably do it again soon. But that's what I would do. I would take job descriptions and I would say, Hannah, this first line, have you done that? And you're like, yep. I'm like, put it in your resume. Hannah, did you do this? And you're like, oh yeah, I did that in such and such class. Yep, put it in your resume. You know, And by the time you know it, you have your projects in your resume and it reflects the job descriptions. So you know, if you get in a situation where this statement or this question is applicable, it's worked very well for me and people I work with. It says, um, what are three things you need to have happen right now that are not happening? And what are the, what, what are their needs? And, and it brings them back to what do I need to have happen? And if some of those things you're able to bring some of your skills in to solve that, that's fine. But it's starting the question process that you're doing something that, that really is, is having them think a little differently. May fit, may not. No, good, good, good point, Dan. Any, anybody else on this resume per se? I have some comments here that are really good. Naomi, anything else? Uh, just remember how to penetration testing includes application penetration testing. So if that's what right. you want to get into penetration testing, start application security and application development. Like, trust me, it is a fun world. It is fun. Tons of fun. So Tim has a couple comments here from Tim, who is, um, you know, t pretty much telling you what to do here. He created his own LLC from being a software engineer, had no security experience, self-taught. Now, some years later, he oversees a SecOps department that's responsible for major automotive OEM security. It's another space that is pretty hot right now. Um, and he's hilarious. I put myself in the dirt and become <laughs> a carrot. When hiring, he says he never looks at interests. I don't know of anyone who does. Um, actually, interests, I think, are add some color to the resume. Um, and we talked about this last week with James Azar on here. And he says if somebody, you know, says, oh, I traveled around the world or whatever it is, it's just a talking point. So I do, I, I, I'm a firm believer in putting on interest because if I'm in, you know, I don't know if I was in the society of women engineers and then she's in the society of women engineers and then, then it's a, it's a talking point. Oh, you're in, what chapter are you in? And that kind of stuff. So I'm a fan of having interest. Um, Tim says this is an awesome stream. Thank you, Tim. He also adds in cyber physical security is another, it's a best, it's a really good place to be. And I've, I'm seeing that more and more. So I would definitely agree. Um, Tim also says securing technology has real impact in the physical world, automotive, industrial control systems, IOT, it's an overlooked area. I agree. Tim, uh, Michael, Tim is right. Cyber physical stuff is the new hotness, but it's hard for entry level people to get in. It's a high barrier to entry. You typically got to come in from somewhere else. Um, and he adds software engineering to InfoSec is typically an easier path to follow. I agree with that. Work for me. Then you can leave InfoSec for the more interesting stuff. John Pentestin seems like the flashy glory job, but with the development, with that development experience that you have in the training and a demand for AppSec professionals, it would be easy to do DevSecOps. I absolutely agree. So everybody, me, <laughs> Naomi, John, Ozzy, you know, everybody is saying, um, Brandon, you know, we're all, you're an AppSec girl. Like it is what it is. Take it. <laughs> That's a it. it really is. Software engineering will get you to so many places. I mean, in high demand, high, high, high demand. I mean, people, a couple years experience. I, I literally just went through this process and it took forever to find the right person. It was like eight months for this one spot. And they wanted somebody who grew up in the development space, transitioned to app security. People getting paid a lot of money um, in demand. So reach out to Ozzy. And um, we're gonna wrap because we all gotta go. It's twelve o'clock. Can I just ask one last question? Um, sure. Do you think do you recommend taking certificates? And do you think I would need one even though I'm a master's student? When you say certificates, that? you mean certifications? Yeah, certifications. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think certifications can always be helpful, but it's going to depend on the job role you want, right? 
Um, so I think for you, for your for your personal journey, it and how you tailor your resume, it's going to depend on what area of cybersecurity you want to work in. Uh, because there's so many different specialties in cybersecurity. And even when I was hiring new or junior people, one of the things I would look for is, okay, so if I bring this person on and I give them two years of training and we work through, where am I going to put them on my team, right? And so I've, I've had people where I brought them in and I said, you know, eventually this might transition into doing more pen testing. If they didn't have an interest in that, then I might have went with a different candidate. And that's where interests might be important as far as where do you want to take your career uh, because a lot of those managers are looking to build out their teams and they might be thinking ahead strategically on how do I build up my team and who am I going to place where. Um, so it that that's just from my perspective when I was hiring people. Um, I don't know if that's helpful. Maybe hopefully a little bit. Okay. Thank you. All righty, folks. Um, we are going to wrap. It is a minute. Uh, thank you, Hannah. Thank Appreciate you very much you. for having me. I really learned a lot today. Thank you. Awesome. So people are loving this great session. They're saying um, another person seeking entry-level Job saying that he has yet to find an entry level position. I've actually been told a cybersecurity entry level role does not exist. It is, it, it does exist. They're just few and far between. Um, and we are, you know, trying to collectively here get around, get get people into those spots. Go ahead, Naomi. We have to talk to hiring managers, I think, next. Next should be like hiring manager week and try to dispel all these myths. Like there are certainly junior level tasks in every single specialty. Like I, I can't ask, I, I don't know anyone in cybersecurity now that could be like, oh yeah, all I do is senior level stuff. I'm like, that's complete BS and you know it. There's some real easy stuff that anyone can do, even your mom. <laughs> my, yeah, my mom could definitely do it. So. Like, Some like security it's jobs aren't called cybersecurity either. Like yeah, a lot of these people, even today, science. they're doing security functions or security mm -hmm. roles. They may not have the title, Correct. but that's still security experience. And I and think that with the title, yeah. yeah, if your first role doesn't have cybersecurity in the title, it doesn't mean you're not getting cybersecurity experience. And 100%. maybe... Maybe the roles people are looking for, maybe they should be looking for an entry-level IT position that has related cybersecurity roles and tasks instead of always looking for this cybersecurity role. Yeah. yeah, it's about the experience, yeah. not the title. Exactly right. Yeah. Tons of people saying, great session. They love these. Chantel says, thanks for the session, guys. I'll definitely make some changes to my resume. Mm -hmm. Very informative as a junior sysadmin. Um Michael's making comments about the certifications, but we have to run. It's 12 o'clock. Thank you all so much, Naomi, for making this happen. Brandon, Thank you, Renee. Brandon, it's all you. Yes, Dan Schaefer for being just the man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we will see everybody again tomorrow. CISO Thursdays. <laughs> CISO Thursdays with resumes. Bye, everybody. Thanks for Bye. watching. Bye.